looking for insightful and heartfelt conversations about social justice, activism, and innovation? I'm glad to recommend the podcast All Inclusive with Jay Rudderman. Hosted by Jay Rudderman, a social activist and philanthropic leader in diversity and social justice. Every other Monday, Jay interviews leaders and experts on the latest news, technology, and advocacy for a more socially just world. Hear leaders like PBS NewsHour's Judy Woodruff discuss her remarkable career in journalism and work in disability advocacy. Curb Your Enthusiasm's Cheryl Hines on inclusion in Hollywood. In order to create an innovative future, honest discussions must be held. All Inclusive will inspire you to keep learning and to take action to build a positive future. Listen to All Inclusive wherever you're listening right now. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. If you're tuning in for the first time, here's the deal. Every weekday, we're telling the stories of women from around the world and throughout history who you may not know about but should. Each month is themed. This month, we're talking about troublemakers and villains. We're covering stories from across the spectrum, from women who made good trouble, to women who thrived in illicit industries, to villains in the truest sense of the word. All of the women we're covering had a major impact on the societies in which they lived. Women, like men, have played good and bad roles in human history. To gloss over women who are less than inspiring is to accept a diminished and inaccurate place in the historical record. This episode is about a villain. If you're listening with young children, you may want to sit this one out. Today we're talking about one of the most infamous cult leaders in history. She started out as a charismatic yoga teacher and ended up convincing nearly 500 people that she was the female incarnation of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about Anne Hamilton Byrne, the founder and leader of the Australian doomsday cult, The Family. Anne Hamilton Byrne was born Evelyn Edwards in 1921. She grew up in a small farming community two hours from Melbourne. Not much is known about Anne's childhood, except that her mother, Florence, was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia after setting her own hair on fire in public. Florence then spent most of her life in an asylum. Anne's father was an itinerant worker who moved around a lot for work. This left young Anne to grow up in several orphanages. At the age of 20, Anne married her first husband. It's rumored that throughout their marriage, Anne suffered from multiple miscarriages. Eventually, they had one daughter together. Soon after that, Anne's husband died in a car crash. The couple was preparing to adopt a baby right before he died. Newly widowed, Anne took to yoga as a refuge. In the early 1960s, she started teaching yoga. Her clientele consisted of suburban moms and queer men from Melbourne. Anne's students considered her a wonderful teacher. She often gave them a safe space away from society's scrutiny on women and homosexuality. During that time, Eastern spiritualism and feminism was on the rise in Western countries. Anne took advantage of emerging culture 
by convincing the housewives she taught to leave their husbands and join her community. Anne's cult began to take shape when she recruited prominent physicist Dr. Rainer Johnson. Rainer was completely captivated by Anne. She could sing, play the harp. She was often decked out in pearls and wore Chanel. And she had blonde wavy hair and blue eyes, which only added to the allure of being an enchantress. On top of all that, Anne claimed to have extrasensory perception. Dr. Rainer Johnson went a step further and claimed that Anne was the new messiah. He once wrote, Her face became divinely beautiful with sublime authority after experimenting with LSD. After meeting Anne, Dr. Rainer Johnson uprooted his family and moved to Fernie Creek, the same neighborhood Anne lived in. That was really the moment the family was born. The family was composed of wealthy doctors, lawyers, and social workers seeking new age wisdom. There were weekly meditation sessions. Anne would give sermons on top of a purple throne. In the early 1970s, children began to be gifted to Anne and the family. At the time, adoptions weren't very well regulated in Australia. Through Anne's network of professionals, it was fairly easy for her to adopt children. A senior detective once said, you had babies born in cult hospitals, delivered by cult midwives, handed over to cult social workers. Anne told all the children she falsely adopted that she was their birth mother. She faked her pregnancies with homemade smocks and would make every child have white blonde hair with blunt bobs. At its peak, the family raised 28 children. If the children forgot to switch the lights off or got their clothes dirty, Anne would beat them. She also let the so-called aunties, a group of middle-aged femme followers, abuse the children. Anne and the aunties often starved the children and gave them daily doses of sedatives like Mogadon and Valium. When a child turned 14, the family would initiate them into the cult by giving them what was later described as huge, relentless doses of LSD. These LSD trips often lasted several days and caused irreversible effects on the children's brains. In 1987, two children escaped from the family and alerted authorities. The police raided Anne's compound, but they couldn't find Anne or her second husband, Bill Byrne. In 1993, the couple was caught in the U.S. and was immediately extradited to Australia. Anne was only charged with conspiracy to defraud over fake birth certificates and received no jail time. She was forced to pay a $5,000 Australian fine, roughly 3,600 US dollars. In 2019, Anne died from advanced dementia in a palliative care facility. She was 98 years old. Anne Hamilton Byrne never really had to face justice for her crimes. But many of the people who lived in the cult as children take her death as a form of peace. All month, we're talking about troublemakers and villains. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. 
Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.